It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Hey, hello. This is Tom Scarda with the Franchise Academy podcast in New York. And I am so excited to be on the air again after about a year. And um, my wife, Gina, is with me. Say hello, Gina. Hello, Gina. Hello. I'm so glad that we are back. You know, the Franchise the Franchise Academy podcast used to be the Franchise Academy radio show. And we did that for all of 2017. It was um, more than a year of broadcast every Tuesday night. And we slowly came to realize that most people were not listening to us on the radio, but they were li- listening to our podcasts after the show. And so we decided last December, December of 2017, to, to kind of close down the show and move it all to podcast. Now it's almost a year later, and we're finally doing the podcast. And I'm scratching my head and saying to Gina, why? Why did we wait so long? Why? Because we really didn't know how to do a podcast. So we just sat there looking at our equipment that we purchased and scratching our heads for a year, a year, people. Well, what's interesting is that, you know, we had the radio show. They would, every after every show, send me uh, an audio copy, and I was able to upload it to iTunes and, and make it a podcast in that way. Mm-hmm. So they did all the hard work. They, they did all the background stuff. All I had to do was do the upload. Um, so we did have the podcast running, but then when it came time to us for us to learn how to just start from scratch and build the podcast and do the MP3 editing and all that stuff, we didn't really know which way to go. We didn't know what kind of platforms to use, but but here we are, and we're using um, podcastwebsites.com. We're using Zencaster um, and and iTunes, and we're also going to be over uh, Stitcher and SoundCloud and all the other audio program mm-hmm. uh, supporters. Yeah, we, we did get a lot of this information over the years. We were trying to figure out how to do this, but... Um, This is such a great teaching moment because it's not really a teaching moment. It's a reminder for us. You know, if you don't know how to do something, you just have to sit down and just do it. You know, make it messy. Don't wait till everything is perfect before you move ahead with something that you've been wanting to do. And this is a great example, right? This podcast. Yeah. And if you waited for me to be perfect to marry me, then you still would be single 30 years later. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) but um you know it's so true you just got to kind of pull the trigger you know if you're writing something or you're trying to do whatever it is you're trying to do you need to just kind of pull the trigger and do it make it messy make it messy i mean we talked we're talking this morning about um this weekend i spent the weekend building a chicken coop oh yeah Uh, that's usually what new yorkers do he's doing a great job i have to tell you i am totally impressed well thank you and I don't know why it's just kind of coming through me um, because the last thing I built was something in wood shop in um, middle school, <laughs> Marine Park Junior High School in 1978. So um, I bought some tools. I watched some videos and uh, there were some videos out there that I really related to just because of the, you know, the men and women that were talking on the video. And I just followed their, you know, their instructions and it just 
it all happened. It all came together, and I built basically a mini house. <laughs> you like, did, and it's it's not perfect, but it's great, and the yeah. chickens are going to love it, and it looks fantastic. And yes, why do um, two New Yorkers have chickens? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Free eggs? I'm not sure. No, we, we adopted these chickens. We were supposed to be babysitting for them for a few months, and it ended up um, they became our chickens. Huh. Um, Is that how that happened? Yeah. So weird. We're not exactly farmers. No, not by a long shot. We're both from Brooklyn. Have no idea. Um, I didn't even know like what chick what eggs look like, you know. I just I always thought they always came in a carton. I didn't know they were just like in the hay in the morning. It was it's weird. But it's awesome. It and you learn so much from nature and chickens and how they live and you know, I just love the fact that as soon as the sun goes down, they go right to bed. I mean no hemming and hawing uh, on the um, on the old farm, but <laughs> they go right to bed. They don't complain like my kids used to complain, and and there's really something to that. You know, they go to bed when the sun goes down. As soon as the sun is up, they're up and ready to go out and catch the uh, the early worms that are out. And um, I think that's a really good way to live. I mean, if you think about just a few years ago, um, before we had electricity, right? You're only going back like 130 years. Our great grandparents had no electricity. Just so a few. what did they do at night? Well, they went to bed early. They went to bed. <laughs> they woke up early. Yeah. They list they sat around and uh listened to was there radio? <laughs> no, I guess there's no, there's no radio with right? no electricity. Silly me. You're right. Yeah, they just went to bed. It's so interesting to me. Um but I feel much better when I do a little bit of that. Instead of staying up to 11 o'clock or 11.30 to watch Seinfeld reruns, we actually took the TV out of our bedroom. Yeah. That's been is. an interesting um, – when did we do that? About a year ago. It's yeah. been about a year. Yeah. And it's and it just – just having the electronics out of the room is really better for your head, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people that have done studies on that. But I just think not having the electronics buzzing in there – but we did we did make a switch because at first you were watching news in the bedroom before we go to bed. And that was a huge no-no. I mean, I was having nightmares about horrible things. And then we switched to Seinfeld, which was a little better <laughs> because at least you went to bed laughing. But um, yeah, the TV's out of the bedroom now, which is, is great. I've um, covered up every little bit of light that comes into that bedroom. Yeah, it's really important, obviously, to get, to get a good night's rest. But I think it's more important than people actually realize because mm-hmm. it affects your serotonin. It affects your hormone level. And how could you do a really good job, whether you're working for somebody or you're working for yourself or enjoying retirement? How could you do it without really being well-rested? True. That's so true. So we also invested in a sleep number bed. Oh, yes. Great <laughs> investments, by the way. Great investments. Yeah, it's expensive. I mean, and we bought probably not the top of the line, but kind of middle of the road. And no, it probably cost us around $6,000. But if you listen to sleep experts, you know, they say you should be spending around 3000 on a really good mattress. Um, so this mattress actually follows your your body and your sleep habits. And in the morning, it gives you how many breaths you were taking per minute. I mean, it's really, really interesting. Isn't technology amazing? It is really amazing. There's, I, I'm like amazed at well, some I'm of the technology that's uh, out there. 
We could do this radio show slash right? podcast. This from is our fantastic. Upstairs bedroom. Right. <laughs> it's really um, amazing. We converted my son's bedroom. My son now lives in Denver. And we converted his old bedroom to a podcast studio. Totally professional. All the stuff that you need. Well, I don't know if I would call this totally professional. We have a little work to do. <laughs> but we'll get there. As a matter of fact, as soon as it looks a little better, we'll be doing Facebook Lives while we're podcasting. Yeah. And that's always the best. You want to be able to. You know, I, I know for me, I like to interact with the folks that I'm listening to. But we're, we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff on this Franchise Academy podcast over the next few weeks, months, and years. Um, but we want to hear from you. What do you want us to talk about? You good. know, send us a message, um, put a comment below. Just tell us, what do you want to see in future podcast episodes? Because we are doing this for you. Yep. You know, this is for your benefit to uh, teach you, you know, how to get into business by yourself. Um, and they always say the franchising is business for yourself, but not by yourself. So, you know, it's, it's a fantastic way for someone who is new into the entrepreneurial world to get into business um, franchising. So I, I think if you've never owned a business before, you're crazy to not buy a franchise if you're going into business. There's so many things that you need to know. Before, you know, even opening up your doors, how do you set up, you know, business accounts and how do you set up an entity to protect your private assets? There's so many different things, but the franchise company gives you the blueprint. You just follow the plan. Everything. And it's nice because they're there for support. And they're there for ongoing support. Right. Absolutely. You can call them for anything. But they're there, you know, even before you buy the franchise, they're going to teach you so many things just by talking to the company. You're going to learn how to evaluate a franchise and how, how to evaluate a business and really what's important. Because the number one thing that's not important, really, believe it or not, and it's counterintuitive, I know, but the thing that's not important is what the product or service is. And of course, don't get me wrong. I mean, you don't want to, um, you know, get into steam locomotives right now. It's, you know, that's been done. <laughs> you know, you want to, you don't want to sell ice, um, you know, in Alaska. It's got to make sense, obviously. But, you know, you don't have to have a passion. You could be a vegetarian and and own a food a hamburger franchise. Um, I don't. I don't think they would own a franchise. Or, but you wouldn't go down that road. <laughs> but I'm trying to make an extreme point. Yeah. The number one reason for failure in franchising, in my opinion, aside from you know not being capitalized and all those kind of obvious things, is really buying something that you become infatuated with. When you become infatuated with a particular franchise concept and you love the brand because you like their food or you like their, you know, kitschy type of, you know, environment, that's not a reason to buy a franchise. There's so many other things to look at. I mean, you, I, we made this mistake. This is why we can talk about it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We, we owned and operated two franchises and three non-franchise businesses. The first business was a smoothie franchise and we did really well. And we had it for five years and then sold it for a bunch of money. And then we're, I was particularly cocky. But we, we found that franchise through um, a company that matched us to that franchise based in, based on what we wanted out of a business. Right. You know, so we, we did the first one we did the right way. You know, right. we used a service um, that Tom does, actually, a, a franchise consultant who matches people to franchises based on, you know, what they want to get out of the business. Right. Well, when I spoke to that franchise consultant, her name is Carol, she, you know, I said to her, hey, I really want to get into a Cold Stone Creamery franchise. Why? Mm -hmm. I don't know, because there was long lines at the one I saw. That's all I knew. 
Um, and she said, well, two things. One is it's 350000 to get started, and your budget is nowhere near that. So, you know, just by that, you can't look at it. But even if you had that money, she said, you know, I wouldn't look at that kind of franchise because their franchise agreement has things in there that make it more, op- you know, optimized for the franchisor, not for you, the franchisee. And that's something that I would not have known, mm-hmm. you know. So the franchise consultant actually helps you figure out, you know, the, the ins and outs of a franchise agreement, what you should look out for, what are the red flags, what are the pitfalls. So that's important. The second franchise we bought, we did on our own. Yeah. We became infatuated with a concept called Super Suppers, which was what they call make and take. You come to our location and you, you make um, recipes, you make dinners in bulk following our recipes using our ingredients and then you take them home and on days when you're busy instead of um you know ordering in pizza again you can actually throw them a home-cooked meal in the oven and have um a dinner ready in like 30 minutes mm-hmm. and it sounded great even the new york times uh gina was on the front cover of the sunday new york times back in 2006 mm-hmm. i could show you a picture of i was on tons of new shows 11 and- different new shows <sighs> I mean, it was unbelievable. Everybody thought this was the best thing ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in 19 months, we were out of business and lost almost our whole life savings. But but mind you, it was not just us that was out of business. It was the whole industry. I mean, the, this uh, Super Suppers was one of many. There was dream dinners. There was dinners by designs. There was Suzanne's Kitchen. There was Absolutely. they they started coming out in droves right. In the beginning. Because there was no barrier to entry. There was no barrier to entry. So what did we learn? There's a couple of things that we could share with you real quickly here on this podcast. But number one, don't become infatuated with a concept Mm -hmm. that you know nothing about. Number two, don't get involved with a franchise that's a brand new industry and that has not been proven before. This make and take thing was brand new. They kind of made up the industry. And it was done by a franchisor who I hold nothing against because we made the decision to buy the franchise. But the franchisor was a culinary institute, not a franchise company. And so they had great recipes. They were dynamite, such mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, but they were not great at support. They didn't really know. Well, they grew to too, fast, too fast, I think. Yeah, they did they grow, grow fast. really fast. They, they didn't have the infrastructure, the infrastructure to support people. And these are all things that you have to look at when you're when you're looking at a franchise company is so the company. Criteria. And that's where you come in. Right. Because you can guide people to strong companies and, and tell people, you know, what they need to be looking for. Well, you know, it's interesting, just off the bat, you know, every franchise is a franchise because they have what's called a franchise disclosure document. This document is mandated by the Federal Trade Commission uh, or the FTC of the federal government. And what it says is that the franchise must have a disclosure document to disclose everything about that company and make it totally transparent. So in that document, there's 23 items. And you'll see if there's any you know, bankruptcy in the history of the principles of the company, as an example, if there's any litigation against the company anywhere in the country for the past 10 years you know, against them or perpetrated by them, which is amazing information to have before you make an investment. Um also, there is average earnings uh, for the franchisees in that concept. But what's interesting is that that is not mandatory information to put in. And out of 4,000 franchises approximately that are available in America, 
only one third of franchises actually put that information in the item 19, they call it the um, earnings information for their franchisees. And I have to scratch my head and say, you know, if your franchisees are making money, why would you not put that in? So if the franchise company does not have what they call an item 19 or earnings claim, um, I won't even represent the company. I will not even tell my client about it because there's obviously something amiss. And so um, that's just a quick, you know, rule of thumb and, you know, whatever, you know, just high level things that you could look for right away when looking for a franchise. Yeah. So anyway, we just wanted to come back on and make this a real quick one because uh, it's just basically telling you that we're back. So we're going to be doing a podcast every week. What day are we going to drop the new podcast every week? My plan is Tuesdays because Tuesday was the day we had the radio show up. All right. So we're going to be dropping a new podcast every Tuesday starting this Tuesday. So this is the first one. Here we go. And um, yeah, so look for it. And again, if you have any suggestions for upcoming episodes, or guests that you want to see on the show, or if you want to be on the show, email me at Gina at the franchise Academy.com or Tom. And, um, is yours Tom at the franchise Academy.com? Yes, it is. <laughs> and Sorry, we will, what's my phone number? we will work on that <laughs> because you know, this, like I said before, this is, this is for you. This yeah. we're here for you to help you, um, make, not make a big mistake, not make a costly mistake when you're looking for a business because it, it could be very costly if you try to do this. You know you know what? There's no guarantees in life, even using a franchise consultant, but you can minimize the risk. Greatly minimize the risk. Mm-hmm. You, just, you, know, you just don't know what you don't know, and that's kind of what we bring. I mean, you have like you know the frequently asked questions, but then I have the questions that you don't know to ask, and those are the important ones, obviously. So we help you with that, and the service is absolutely free. Um, you can go to my website, which is tomscarda.com. That's Tom, S-C-A-R-D as in David, A.com. So tomscarda.com, you can see everything that I do. There's links to the podcast. There's links to my speaking, you know, everything that is kind of the central hub for everything that I do. Um, you can even get to Gina's website, which is ginascarda.com. Um, you can see some of her comedy and some of the bits that she does, um, basically, uh, you know, ribbing me in, in our standup. But um, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what questions you have. Let us know who you want to hear. Let us know who, um, or if you want to be on the podcast, we could do that as well. Always looking for interesting guests that could have a positive effect on business owners and, you know, small business owners and franchise owners alike. And don't forget, you know, our franchise is, um, a small business. It's operated by a local mom and pop. Even though it's not a mom and pop business, it is a local business. So, you know, anytime you get a chance, frequent your local franchise and help out your neighbors. Mm. All right. So let's wrap this up. So, yeah, we'll be on, um, you know, every Tuesday, but you could catch us on uh, iTunes and where your favorite podcasts are played. You could also check it out on the franchiseacademy.com franchiseacademy.com all the episodes that I've ever done ever even the radio shows are all on that site check that out and um, if you're interested in franchising or if you know somebody that's thinking about franchising either they're frustrated with their job 
or they got laid off or other people right now are investing in businesses and keeping their job because, you know, economy's doing well. Some people have some extra money. Um, I got some good options for that scenario as well. Yep. You should definitely have a conversation so with Tom. And there's a way, there's a way they can book uh, some time to talk to you, right? And well, if you go to my website, tomscarter.com, there's a link to book a time to talk to me. Yeah. So if you, if you need to talk to Tom and, and just, you know, just bounce some ideas off of him or, or you have a question, feel free to call. Yeah. And Very cool. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, it's listen. great to be back. Yeah. It's great to be back. Thanks for having us. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. God bless you. And uh, God bless franchising. And God bless America. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising. Education, insight, and inspiration.